really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the pod that brings you news, reviews, some great interviews, and every now and then, additional little bonus pods when something, you know, when something extra exciting is about to happen, and in this case, that thing is the start of the European competitions, which kick off this Friday. I am obviously really looking forward to it. If you're a new listener, I'm David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game all over the globe, and I'm here to chat about it 52 weeks out of the year. If you feel like you want to get in touch, by all means, please do. It's always great to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter, where I'm at of Scrum. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast, and you can always just drop me an email at thescrumoftheearth at gmail.com. I'm always happy to hear from you guys, so get in touch whenever and however you like. So uh, those of you who have been listening, you'll have noticed it, it might be the last six weeks or so when I do my ordinary weekly pod, well, not that it's ordinary, but when I do my regular weekly pod, it's usually a Sunday night, and I, for six weeks in a row now, I think I've been saying, okay, I got my big, big fat mug of tea, my Patriots just won. But I couldn't do that this past Sunday, if you noticed, uh, which kind of it felt weird not to do that. It wasn't because the Patriots lost, though. It's because they had the Monday night game, which was last night. So I'm here on Tuesday. I got my big fat mug of tea and my Patriots just won last night. And by the way, I would just like to say that I think in my honor, the Patriots decided to basically play a rugby game. Our quarterback, Mac Jones, attempted three forward passes the entire game. I'm not kidding. He attempted three passes made two of them. I mean, I feel like Johnny Sexton has more forward passes in a usual game than that, but, and by the way, why did I pick on Johnny Sexton right now? Just, I guess the first name that came to my head. Anyway, that's the admin stuff. Let's get that out of the way and just jump right into the content. Okay. As I said at the top, this weekend is the first weekend for both of the European tournaments, the Heineken Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup. Uh, frankly, I, I can't understand why there's no main sponsor for the Challenge Cup, but I mean, hey, what do I know? So these two tournaments, they run concurrently with one another. They were organized by a group called the EPCR, the European Professional Club Rugby. Uh, the organization itself was established back in 2014, housed in Switzerland, and that's where it's remained. Um, that way, the headquarters is never going to be where uh, in a country that involves a participating nation, which I think is a pretty smart idea. So the EPCR has nine major shareholders, the six tier one unions whose national teams play in the Six Nations Championship, and the three club bodies that represent English, French, and Welsh teams in their respective leagues. So this may be my favorite competition. There's just, there's so many teams involved. You get to see so much rugby. There's high drama involved. There's the sights from all these beautiful cities and stadiums, stadia, stadiums all over Europe that you usually don't get to see. And plus, it's every single year that it happens. So obviously, Six Nations I love as well. But let's face it, it's really only five nations. And as an American, I just, I always feel like something's sort of missing when there's no semifinal or a final. Um, I know a lot of people listening probably don't feel that way. But it's just always a little bit jarring to be like, oh, uh, no, that's over. Yeah, they're done. Uh, anyway, whatever your favorite competition is, this one is still going to be great. Oh, boy, is this great. So the inaugural competitions by the EPCR were held back in the 2014 to 15 season. So prior to that, there were pan-European club competitions, 
Um, but they were all organized and run by a group called ERC, the European Rugby Cup Limited. <clears throat> so ERC was created in 1995, immediately following the advent of professionalism by the then Five Nations Committee. But uh, it seems like things were contentious for those years because uh, when I was looking it up, it, it mentions, so in, in 2012, Premiership Rugby and LNR, which I'm not quite sure is what is, um, on behalf of the English and French clubs respectively, notified ERC that they would be withdrawing from the accord governing the competition. Uh, they were dissatisfied with the organization of the competition and the distribution of the funding. So Premiership Rugby subsequently refused to join any new agreement in which ERC remained organizers of the European rugby tournaments in any way. Bad blood, it sounds like to me. So then on April 10th, 2014, it was announced that the nine shareholders with an interest in continuing the major European club competition had to come to an agreement for new competitions. So under this new agreement, ERC was wound up and a new body, the EPCR, was created to organize three new competitions, the European Rugby Champions Cup, the European Rugby Challenge Cup, and the third tier qualifying competition beginning with the 24 to 15 season. Since the 25 to 16 season, EPCR staff have been running the competitions from their base in Switzerland. In 2017, the qualifying competition was reconstituted as a fully-fledged third competition, the European Rugby Continental Shield. By the way, as you know, if you're listening, I follow a lot of rugby, and doing this research was quite literally the first time I've ever come across that name. So, uh, it is my impression. It's, it's really hard to find out definitively, but it's my impression that that comp didn't survive uh, through the pandemic. But if I'm wrong and you can tell me anything about it, you know, please do. Please get in touch. I always want to know. So this year, the Heineken Champions Cup will be contested by 24 clubs in two pools of 12. That's uh, eight representatives of uh, each of the three of Europe's leading professional leagues. That, of course, is the URC, the Gallagher Premiership, and the top 14. Now, if you are new to the European action, I do have to advise you, this competition, or these competitions rather, it takes a long time to finish. So the first year I started watching this, it took me a couple of rounds even to grok what I was looking at. There's just strange matchups, teams you've never heard of, the uniforms don't look quite right, they're in a stadium that you, you don't recognize. But then, once I sort of caught on, I was like, oh, this is so great, and I was just all in, and then, boom, shocked to discover that the next round was weeks away, and that the final wouldn't happen for months. So be aware of that. So this year, starting this weekend, we have the first two rounds, two weeks in a row. So round one will be the 10th, 11th, and 12th of December, and then the 17th, 18th, and 19th the following week will be round two. Then... They'll be taking a two-week break where everyone gets back to their sort of normal leagues before they pick it up again, and then you do two more rounds in January, the 14th, 15th, and 16th, and then my birthday weekend, the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Ooh, what a nice little gift for me. Um, and after that, there is a long break, in large part because of the Six Nations competition, and that kicks off on February 5th. By the way, I've got a tentative plan to do a preview episode with the guys uh, – from this will do nicely probably just chris and rory again uh, and or john anderson from the scottish rugby blog podcast uh, i kind of got both on the hook right now i'd love to have all of them if you, i could basically just be quiet and let them do the talking that'll be great either way it's going to be fun and i cannot wait so with the six nations taking up you know huge chunks of february and march the european competitions don't resume until the rounds of 16 and that happens in april so the first leg of that is going to be the uh, april 8 9 and 10 
And the following weekend, April 15, 16, and 17, will be the first and second legs of the rounds of 16. Then there are, again, a couple weeks off before we get to the quarterfinals. Those are on 6th, 7th, and 8th of May. And then the semifinals on the 13th, 14th, and 15th of May. Then there's a final two-week break before, at last, the Challenge Cup final, which will be on Friday, the 27th of May, and the Heineken Champions Cup final, Saturday, the 28th of May. Mark those dates down now. Uh, both of those things are going to be broadcast from Stade Velodrome, which is going to be in beautiful Marseille, which is going to be in springtime and everything. Ooh, that is going to be so much to soak up. Okay, then, who are the teams that are going to be competing this year? Well, before we really get into that, let's make sure that we all know there is a caveat here for this competition. It's going to be a little off, the beginning at least. Um, it's going to be off on a, you know the wrong foot because of this drama with Omicron being discovered in South Africa, and that t- timing quite simply could not have been worse. So there was four teams down there. I'm, you guys probably know all about this by now. Um, the Italian team, Zebre, they were probably the least impacted by these uh, these events and the timing. Um, so they're going to be trying to make a mark in the Challenge Cup. But meanwhile, in the Champions Cup, all three of the others are going to be starting off at a major disadvantage. Um, that, of course, is Cardiff, Scarlets, and Munster. <clears throat> and by the way, I read today the Scarlets have already forfeited their first fixture. And if, just so you know, a forfeit in this competition awards your opponent a 28-0 bonus point victory. So Scarlets are really starting off behind the eight ball. Uh, Cardiff and Munster have both publicly pledged to fulfill their opening fixtures, but at this stage, I just wonder if that's going to change between now, Tuesday, and the weekend. In any event, in the Champions Cup this year, as I said, we have two pools of 12 teams, and they are Pool A, Stade Rochelet, and they'll be playing Bath and Glasgow in their pool stages. The Exeter Chiefs, they'll be playing Montpellier, and they'll play, be playing Glasgow. Leinster will be playing Montpellier and Bath. Racing 92 will be playing the Saints from Northampton, as well as the Ospreys. Sale Sharks will be playing Claremont and the Ospreys. Ulster Rugby will also be playing Claremont and the Saints. Meanwhile, Claremont will have to play Sale and Ulster, in case you couldn't put that together from the last 30 seconds or so. The Saints are going to be playing Racing 92 and Ulster. Ospreys will be facing Racing 92 and Sale Sharks. Montpellier will be facing the Chiefs and Leinster. That's a tough one, wow. Uh, Bath will be playing Stad Rochelet and Leinster. Ooh, not not good days for Bath. Glasgow Warriors last will be playing Stad Rochelet and the Exeter Chiefs. In Pool B, we will have Toulouse playing Wasps and Cardiff. Harlequins playing Cast and Cardiff. We'll have, we'll have Munster playing Cast and Wasps. We'll have Bordeaux Begla playing the Leicester Tigers as well as the Scarlets. Bristol Bears, who've already gotten themselves a, a victory, by the way. Um, they'll be playing Stad Francais and the Scarlets. Connacht Rugby will be playing Stade Francais and the Leicester Tigers, and Stade Francais will be playing Bristol Bears and Connacht. The Leicester Tigers will be playing Bordeaux Begla and Connacht. The Scarlets will be playing Bordeaux Begla and the Bears. Cast will be playing uh, Harlequins and Munster. Wasps will be playing Toulouse and Munster, and Cardiff will be playing Stade Toulouse. I'm uh, sorry, Toulouse and Harlequins. The 15 teams competing for the Challenge Cup, meanwhile, are going to be Benetton. Biarritz, who haven't been in the running for seven years. That's pretty cool. Uh, Breve, the Dragons, Edinburgh, Gloucester, London Irish, Lyon, Newcastle, Toulon, uh, the Saracens, who look heavy favorites at this point, Worcester Warriors, Zebre, Perpignan, and Poe, last on the list. And I have to say, even though this is the lower tier competition, and therefore, in theory, the overall quality of the rugby will be lower, you know, for me, first of all, there's just not that big a difference. I mean, these teams are all at least fairly competitive with each other normally. Uh, but also, 
these are teams I'm far less likely to see during the course of my ordinary viewing. So the sort of mystery factor, along with frequent sightings of individual players that I haven't spotted in a couple of years, ooh, this it just makes this tournament at least as entertaining as the so-called upper-tier one. You never know where you're going to find your favorite rugby, right? So some other cool notes I found in my, quote, research, unquote. Uh, so if you count matches from when this competition was back when it was governed by the ERC, some of the teams we'll have again this year have appeared over a hundred times, which is incredible to me. So this year, from Ireland, most of the teams have already passed the century mark, except for Connacht, three out of the four have, um, with Munster accumulating the most appearances at 138. They're followed by Leinster with 128 and Ulster with 117. Meanwhile, Wales have only two teams that have surpassed 100 matches with 117 and 114 for Scarlets and Cardiff, respectively. The French team Toulouse are tied for most ever appearances with Munster at 138, while the only unbeaten team in the Prem this year, Leicester Tigers, have played 124 times to represent English teams. And, gotta mention, Scotland's Edinburgh have clocked 103. So, to sort of further underline just how integral the Irish teams have been to all this, I, I took a minute to look up players who've had at least 100 caps individually, and I found only four of them all time. All four of them are from Ireland. So Ronan O'Gara, unsurprisingly, tops the list with a staggering 110 caps, all for Munster. Then Gordon Darcy, he racked up a, uh, 104 for Leicester. John Hayes managed 101 for Munster. And Peter Stringer also got to 101, but to be fair, he got those caps representing four different teams, three of which are in the English Premiership. Doesn't make him any less Irish, though, right? So it's worth noting, when you look at players with under 100 caps, below the four people I just listed, Again, out of the next 10 players, seven of them are Irish. There's two French and one Scottish. The most caps for any English-born player is 73 for Richard Wigglesworth, a name I always find it hard to believe actually exists. So just to wrap up and to look ahead to this weekend, on Friday, December 10th, oh, it's so close, the Northampton Saints will be opening this competition. They will be hosting perennial French powerhouse Racing 92. Woo, that's going to be good. On Saturday, the 11th, the ghost of Cardiff, whatever they're going to have to be able to field out there, will welcome another top side in Toulouse. Leinster are at home for a hapless and currently winless bath. Bordeaux Begla are home to face Leicester Tigers. Bristol Bears already have their bonus point win with Scarlets after they were forced to forfeit. And Claremont host Ulster. I can't wait for that one. Also, Exeter are going to be facing Montpellier. Ooh, another tasty one. On Sunday, the 12th, Connick will be taking on Stade Francais. Ospreys will be facing off against the Sale Sharks. Wasps somehow have a home game against Munster, uh, though in this case they have a, a real shot at a win with the way Munster's roster is probably going to be constructed. Uh, La Rochelle may be a tough away match for Glasgow. Cast will face a, an angry Harlequin side coming off two consecutive losses for uh, the first time in my recent memory, for sure. Now, to be clear, this list that I just said is the Heineken Champions Cup competition, not the Challenge Cup. So the fixtures I just described are all available on Peacock, while the EPCR website will, if they continue as they did last year, offer free streaming of all the Challenge Cup pool stage matches. I'm going to put the link in my show notes, of course. So last year, you would just go to their website, enter your email, sends you a link saying, this is you, right? You click on it, and boom, you're watching. It was great. I really hope they repeat that, or maybe even make it even easier. That It's possible. I can't wait for this. It's going to be so good.
Okay, that does it for this little bonus pod. I hope it's helped you get psyched up for this massive double tournament. I know, I'm, I'm just bursting at the seams right now. So thank you all so much for tuning in, for getting in touch, and for, hint, hint, leaving me a nice review, which is always the best way to spread the pod. As always, I can be found on Twitter at of Scrum. I'm on Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. You can always drop me an email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. Thank you for joining the Scrum of the Earth today. Enjoy all the great rugby this weekend. Cheers. Talk to you soon. And... Be well.